So welcome to Rethink Retirement. This is a Next Up podcast. We're here to show you how you can use your skills and experience as you move into retirement or unretirement, as we like to call it. I'm Victoria Tomlinson. And I'm Trevor Hatton. And in each episode, we invite a guest to share their story of leaving traditional working life and starting new things. And personally, I know what a challenging time it can be. And so we hope that our guests will help you with ideas and perhaps inspire you if you're finding things a bit harder at the moment than you thought they might be. So today, we're delighted to welcome Elton Mooner. Now, Elton, I gatecrashed a meeting that you were having with a friend of mine recently. And when I heard some of your story, I just thought we've got to have you on as a guest. So first of all, thank you for saying yes and welcome. Well, thank you for inviting me to rethink retirement, Victoria. <laughs> and it was a very nice gate crash. You know, it was a very pleasant gate crash. <laughs> you were very welcome there. I also think I might be wrong, but you picked up the bill, which is even better. So you can gate crash whenever you wish. Okay. So Elton, just to briefly set the context, you have spent your life in pubs, which is fantastic. You've run three pubs, but you've also been head of PR and marketing for Fuller's, the Brewers. But it's also how you've used the experience that I think other people will want to hear from and will enjoy. So could you tell us what you're up to now, a up little to... bit about the background and where you've got to your journey to date? I, I certainly can. Um, so, well, I, I'm going to go right back to when I was at school, actually. I really okay. I really did not like school at all. It was um, something that, uh, you know, I wasn't very good at it. Uh, I, I didn't like being there. I much preferred working in a local restaurant. Um, and then, so that seed was born in terms of hospitality. And as you've said, Trevor, I, I ran three pubs. I, my first one was when I was 23. Absolutely fantastic thing for a 23 year old to do. It's kind of like a blank canvas of creativity and hospitality and just, you know, making sure that people are having a really good time, including myself. And then we went to a bigger, better pub and then a bigger, better pub than that. And, and really learned the art of looking after customers and, and being sociable and hospitality. And, um, and, and also just my creativity was, was as I say, it was like a, a pub is like a blank canvas. You make it how you want it to be. So that was a good grounding. Um, I was then asked to join the um, Fuller's HQ, which I did. Um, initially, it was a, as a, an area manager. I had a small patch of pubs. Was that really what I wanted to do, area management? It probably wasn't. So I quickly moved from there into the marketing side of things and then eventually became um, head of the marketing department for the, you, you mentioned that Fuller's are a brewer. They're also a pub retailer with over 100 pubs so I, I looked after the marketing for for the pubs and from there I moved to head of PR and corporate communications so again it's a lot of interaction with people and you know, using creativity etc so so that was good and how can I say this it, it I suppose the corporate life may not be all that it seems to be sometimes uh, you know and as much as uh, you know companies portray themselves as the Von Trapp family skipping over the mountains you know <laughs> and everything is all happy and lovely what I have found is that any company that calls themselves a family not in a family run business but like we are the so-and-so family we all work together normally are the worst culprits in terms of corporate uh, shenanigans that I don't know I think just some, probably in the corporate world some people just get a little bit too powerful and it kind of goes to their heads so it became a slightly I found it a slightly uncomfortable environment to to work in however however I'm very very pleased that I did because I learned so much from my experience at Fuller's and, and am in, internally grateful for that. But the time came for me to 
move on to pastures new. So I thought an, an opportunity came up to run a pub company, an East London pub company, a brilliant pub company called Remarkable Pubs, 17 really lovely London village pubs, most of them on my doorstep, a completely different environment. It had the uh, environment of, it was, it was a, an entrepreneur run business. He wasn't involved in the business. I ran it for him for a period of five years. It was a much happier environment, I suppose, but I had the disciplines from working in the corporate world. So I was able to apply all of that with developing a, a much, much nicer culture. Yes, so I ran that and it was, as I said, it was a very successful business. The entrepreneur who'd put everything together had got this group of pubs and they were ticking over nicely, but there was an awful lot of potential. So I was able to use the disciplines that I'd learned in the corporate world and just really start on the P's, product, price, promotion process, people, all the, all of the P's and really put some structure into that business. So having put structure into that business and it was really business I was immensely proud of, but I thought, well, actually I've done all of that. I've put all that grounding in. The business is in really good shape now. Now, what am I going to do? So I had a choice. So I could either stay there. I was, I was around about 58, 59, I could either stay there, carry on running managing director, London pub company, great, nice identity, local thing, bit of influence within the trade, that sort of thing. So I could either carry on doing that until, you know, retirement full stop came, you know, kind of like, and I'm knocking on a bit, or, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I could leave and go and see what the next step was for me. And I thought, well, do you know what? I'm going to find out what else is out there. So I sat down with the entrepreneur of the company and I said, look, I'm going to leave, but don't worry. I'm going to leave in a year's time. How does that suit you? And we, we agreed. Yep. Leave it a leave in a year's time. So he was fine. I was fine with that. Gave me a little bit of time just to get used to the idea. So that was, that was really good. Did I know what I was going to do after I left? I didn't Victoria. I didn't Trevor. I didn't know what I was going to do. So, but something, um, odd happened well it happened to all of us this odd thing and it was called covid Good. so covid came along i was due to wrap things up with that company remarkable pubs but covid came along and i was just in a situation really where i i can't i can't leave that company as covid hits yeah, because yeah. it's kind of like i've got all these relationships with all with all of the general managers with we just you know with the with the people in um the in the office etc i can't it's be like it would be like leaving you in the middle of a crisis yeah. so i said look i'll stay on and i will get the pubs up and running after covid yeah. which i did and i got the i got the pubs up and running after the first lockdown then i left of course yeah. We, what we didn't realise was yeah. uh, there were going to be other lockdowns, yeah. and Boris Johnson and Co were going to close the, the close the pubs further. But um, I, I went away thinking, actually, that was a good decision. Now, what am I going to do? Well, COVID was, I think, an absolute blessing in disguise for me because if you could think of the analogy of being on a roundabout, a work roundabout, okay? Um, you know, like the merry-go-round of the horses yeah. going up and down. So I've been sitting on one of these horses for the last X number of years, going around with all the music. I don't know if that analogy That's makes the analogy. sense. analogy. No, I think a lot of people yeah. relate to that. It's great. Yeah. At some point in your life, you kind of get off that, don't you? And you and you, in the distance, and I, I always had this vision of walking away and still seeing the merry-go-round merry going round and round and round, but with me not on it. Mm. And I thought, I thought, well, what's that going to be like? It could be really horrible. It could be, I don't want to get off it. But actually, I made that decision. And when I left, 
the actual merry-go-round stopped going around, didn't it? Because it was COVID. So my my worry was that actually having 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 had a very 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 strong work ethic in my life, that actually I was going to step off that merry-go-round and be a bit lost, no identity, all those all those sorts of feelings yeah. were crossing my mind. The merry-go-round stopped. Everybody stopped, mm. and it kind of it suited me absolutely brilliantly. So I was just get acclimatizing to having worked and worked and worked to actually doing kind of other things. And so it just gave, gave me an opportunity to get used to, uh, gave me an opportunity to get used to things. So that was where you got to. So tell me now, because this is where I came in with the gate crash and you were talking about all the things that you've been doing. I've got in my mind, you did some training for somebody. And things just came up, didn't they? They did. So um, us through that. Yeah. So one thing I did, I've, I've always networked well. But I didn't actually, I think back in the day, I probably didn't know it was networking. Yeah, but I've just sort yeah. of kept in contact with people and old colleagues. And, and then, of course, old colleagues will go to different companies and um, and people sp spring up all over the place. And I keep in contact with them because I like keeping in contact with them. But I can give you an example of one of the things I did. So during COVID, you know, the hospitality sector were um, struggling. You know, there was a lot of... Yeah. Um, a lot of a lot of pain for a lot of people um whether you were whether you were working there and uh, or whether you were an owner and i thought well what what can i do to sort of help the hospitality sector so i thought well actually what i can do is i, I can talk i'm quite good at talking as you've probably uh, <laughs> probably, probably realized now so i thought well, what i'll do i'll make a podcast so i invited four people there were four people that i wanted one was somebody i'd, I'd read a harvard business review uh, article on innovating with urgency i contacted that guy and he said yes i would do it for you I, I was i studied at ashridge business school back in the day and i kept in contact with one of the lecturers who who taught me there her name was professor vicky culpin she spoke on my podcast uh, there's a hospitality guru called jim sullivan who everybody wants to speak to he, he agreed to speak to me and then emma kenny who is the uh, psychologist on this morning i approached her because i've got a kind of link with her so i made this podcast um, about how they would advise the hospitality sector to um, work their way through COVID. And I just kind of just put it on my LinkedIn, put it on all my social media, emailed everybody, texted everybody and said, just, this is it. This is this is for you. I hope it helps. I hired a, hot po a, a podcast studio at my expense. I hired an ex-BBC producer to um, to do it at my expense and, and just made it into a, you know, to four professional things. So I wanted to actually help, but actually what I found also it helped promote me yes yes so um and a, and a little while later i was uh, with somebody that i was keeping in contact with and he said well thanks very much for sending those podcasts over i really like them now victoria trevor when people say that they really like things sometimes they don't mean that they just sort of, they just sort of trying to please you yeah they're just trying to please you but he said no i really like them and he said and i think that we're looking for somebody to coach our area managers you should coach them. So that was the first opportunity that came up. And I thought, blimey, well, me? Oh, okay. So what I kind of thought about was actually I've been coaching people all my life without actually having the official job title of, of coach. So I went away and I grasped that opportunity. And um, I'm coaching some area managers from a pub company. I'm coaching the head of food. I'm now coaching a new person from a different pub company as well. So that has kind of blossomed really nicely. But if you think about it, it came through networking. It came through 
keeping in contact with people, although I didn't even know that I was networking kind of thing, but it just, that's what I was doing. Seren serendipitous networking is I'd just meet people for coffee and then things, you know, like you, like you gate crashed and now I'm on your, <laughs> now I'm on your podcast, Victoria. So that was one thing. I was uh, approached by a, um, a, a trade magazine to write for them, uh, which I do. I write a column in one of their magazines. And also I make uh, video webcasts or so video, video um, podcasts for a, uh, for a, for a uh, hospitality pub magazine as well. For example, yesterday I went to Excel to the um, uh, the pub exhibition and I filmed lots of different people just talking about their new innovations. I'm gonna get all that edited together and um, send that to them. So I've, I've got that happening. I employed somebody who was 20 um, when, um, when I employed her and now she employs me on little projects, which is which absolutely suits me down to the ground because she is in a very stressful job, you know, in a, in a, in, in that corporate world that I was talking about earlier on. I, in fact, what I call it, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this word, I'll spell it out. I call it the B-U-L-L-S-H-I-T years, where you're kind of caught in this corporate world where you've got a mortgage, you've got kids and they kind of know it and they've got you. Yeah. And she's right in the middle of that. And she's and so I'm doing some research projects for her, which I absolutely love because I can go away, research things that are going on, come back. Here are my suggestions. I don't have any stress if they don't do it. I don't have any anxiety um, if, it, if it's a problem that needs to be solved. But actually, I can use my wisdom and all the all the all my past into into advising. So there's there's lots of lots of things like that. Um, I also do a um, and creative projects for various people, and I do a. Admittedly, I don't get paid for this, but I do a hospitality news sector roundup every Friday morning, um, on talk radio or talk TV. Now, so, so there's plenty going on. Now, when I got off that merry-go-round, I didn't know what I was going to expect. I just kind of knew things would work out. I just well, I wanted it. to ask you about that, Elton, if you don't mind. I mean, yeah. you know, you strike me as a pretty sort of half full person <laughs> um you know you're you're very very positive about but i just wondered if you talked a bit about the merry-go-round and you not being on it but also at a very very difficult time in recent history where you know the the you know for a couple of times there was no hospitality industry at all mm. i just wondered if you had darker moments whether there was a kind of ups and downs moment whether it, it, you found you struggled a bit when you first stopped corporate life but before oh. all of these wonderful things came up i didn't actually to be honest with you okay. I, I no i didn't i didn't whatsoever not for one moment i think that the times in my career that i struggled was during the b-u-l-l-s-h-i-t years when they've kind of got you uh, and you're you're in a corporate environment but actually that makes you a stronger person and let's think about it who needs stress and anxiety in their life nobody needs stress and anxiety in your life uh, is my opinion and if you've if you've networked well then you know that there are opportunities out there if you've been prudent with your money you know you've got some money in your pension but let me go back to that opportunities thing so when you get off that merry-go-round one there are opportunities mm. now could you imagine trying to show somebody the opportunities as being a football pitch? Okay, so you've got a football pitch size of opportunities, or you've got an ice skating ring size of opportunities. That's how vast it is. But then say to them, actually, imagine 10 ice rinks, imagine 50 ice rinks, imagine 
20, 30, 40 football pitch sizes of opportunity. Um, I don't know if people can see me or not, but you know, you you think you've got that much opportunity, but you've actually got this massive opportunity. Your hands are going very, very wide. Yeah, they're going yeah. very, very wide. Just this whole massive opportunity, probably more, certainly from my perspective, certainly more than I thought. And just things lead into other things, and it, but certainly no, certainly no dark side of things since. Um, since leaving not 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 a moment I, I kind of won't allow it actually there's there's just too much to do so you know some of the things that i'm doing you know from a non-work point of view i'm, a, I'm much happier much more contented i am stress-free anxiety-free i sleep better i'm fitter but proper fit you know so i can i have time to look after my body i have time to study uh, so i study nlp neuro-linguistic programming which dovetails into my coaching and but i'm also able to relax as well so it's kind of like all these brilliant things going on i've told you all the work related stuff i'm doing mm. so that's yeah. absolutely brilliant Elton. Yeah. and i think a lot of this is because of what's happened with technology and dare i say it so many of my generation i think i'm older than you but have hated social media and really ignored it and yet what you're doing is using the very best side of it and I think it's a, a fantastic example here. You, you, I was going to ask you, but I think you just touched on it. Do you have time? It sounds like it's very busy, this, but you're saying it's a really good work-life balance. But I was then going to say, what's next from all of this? Because it's so exciting. And I'm well, going to say you don't well, know. Well, a couple of things. One, one, when it comes to my values, as in what do I value, yeah. I, I value being busy all the time. Yeah. Okay. I do, I do not value anxiety and stress. So I value being busy. Yeah. So... For example, if I'm watching TV at night with my lovely missus, uh, who's sitting to my on, on my right hand side on the sofa, not now, but in the in the <laughs> evening, I like to be tapping away, working on something or thinking about something or creating something or sending an email or that sort of thing, whilst having half an eye on a TV. So that so that's one thing. Um, and I've now just forgotten what the question was. Oh yes, what's next? What's yes, next? Yes. Yes. So you you talked about it's funny you talked about embracing technology actually. So I'm going to do something which doesn't embrace technology. Okay. Um, which is I, I've I've discovered that there is a there's a there's a niche of people within the hospitality sector who don't kind of get looked after, they're sort of like the the middle management, and I'm gonna I'm going to launch a magazine and it's going to be old school magazine, paper print, goes through via snail mail to the person's house because I believe that actually people don't really read newsletters online they just kind of people fire them out fire them out and internally they go yes we've sent another newsletter yes we've sent another newsletter they don't actually work out whether anybody's actually read them or not i'm not convinced they do i think emails can be a little bit intrusive so it's going to be an old school magazine brilliantly written with some excellent contributors compelling reading but it's going to stand you know, it's going to come on your land on the doormat in some bright yellow and red envelope or something like that um, so 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 that's the that's the plan <laughs> That's fantastic. I don't mean to keep kind of banging on about, you know, what could have gone wrong or, or, you know, looking back, but would you have done anything differently? I mean, would you have found this new life earlier in your career or what sort of looking back, would you have done anything differently? And what advice would you give people? You've given us um, loads of advice already, but, you know, distill it. That would be really helpful. Life, Yeah, this stage of life, really. Yeah. So what, uh, is there anything that I would have done differently? Um, well, timings wise, probably not. I think it was just a good time, good time to do it. 
um, maybe I stayed in the corporate world a little bit too long. Um, and I think I, I think I know why that was, because it was a relatively small company that I was working for to begin with and had a nice kind of it, it, it did have that sort of family feel. But as it got bigger, as it got bigger, different processes had to come in place. Mm. Now, there's, there's nothing wrong with those processes or the way that the business is run. In all honesty, it probably just didn't suit me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I, and I think I should have realized that a little bit sooner. But as I say, I'm really grateful that um, that. I was involved in that because I, I just learned so much from it. Then I was able to transfer that to a small, uh, a smaller business and really reap the rewards there. And I think reaping the rewards and building that business gave me great confidence to think, actually, you know, this next step is going to be really good. My advice is, I, th I think I was worried about my identity. Okay, so, oh, always, yes. yeah. so I've been head of this, director of that, md of this and then all of a sudden i was going to be just me and my advice is don't worry about that because it's not that important actually if you are the former head of this director of that md of this it is possibly even more powerful than actually being those people because you have you you've gathered all this wisdom all that knowledge and you're able to share that with with other people do things that you like and really benefit from all those years that you've put in. Well, that's interesting because we run workshops to help uh, people coming up to retirement and we also have an online platform and we're helping people sort of to plan ahead. That bit when you said you worried about the, the merry-go-round, that really resonated. I've heard various comments like that when people worry about missing out on something mm. in the future and that will really reassure people in there. But this bit about identity, one of the things we say is try and have something where you are, I am, rather than somebody that we know who said, don't be a wasser. So I was a something mm, or other. Mm, but mm. I think there's a balance to be had here. But I think you were doing so many interesting things that that didn't become a problem for you. I think it's if you're not doing anything and you're relying on the I was, I mm. think that's when it becomes a problem. I think there's a sort of balance between here. And, you know, someone accused me when I'm saying this, I left EY um, 30 something or other years ago, and it's still at the top of my LinkedIn profile. I was a director of EY in London. Yeah. So, you know, I, I recognize that we all trade on some of that past. Mm. Uh, I think that's a really nice way, the way that you have just put it there. And it will really reassure people. But I think the tips that you've given is though, about doing things. And then that's kind of really happy. Elton, that was a lovely, lovely snapshot. If, if not even that the snapshot. Um, of You've just shown people so much about how to own your future and take the initiative using your experience. I have loved this. I know, Trevor, you will have done too. I think I said half full, Elton, but I'm, I'm doing an injustice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, You're... I went, I tell you, uh, I... I, I could sort of sum it up with my jacket, which is bright green for anybody who can't see it. I went it's to Vietnam. Impressive. Very impressive. I, I went to Vietnam recently, um, which is great. It means I can, you know, having the flexibility that I have now, it means I can go to Vietnam and have a nice relaxing time without worrying about whatever. Yeah. And they've got these places where you can um, have tailor-made stuff. So I had a tailor-made jacket and across, I just thought, well, just for a bit of fun, I'll have um, it embroidered down this lapel on the left-hand side. And it says, reasons to be cheerful. So, <laughs> so that is that is my advice to anybody who is um you know thinking about retirement or non-retirement or unretirement however you uh, however you frame it yeah. that actually you know get out there 
make the most of it use your connections don't be afraid actually don't be afraid to say that you were a former something or other because that says that actually i've got this wisdom i've got this knowledge and that is very that is a very powerful thing and and, and so to sort of mix it all up and go bloom and have some fun what a great note to end on <laughs> elton thank you so much we thank, have you. A- Victoria. Thank, thank you thank you elton thanks great Trevor. well there's an awful lot there um, and almost everything he said is aligned with what we say to people in our workshops. You know, there's so much there. The one thing particularly that struck me, he only said this in passing, was I started helping other people yes. because I knew it would help me. Yeah. And he said that was what he said. Yeah. I was helping others, but actually it was mostly helping me. Yeah. Yes. And he and he started early. He, yeah. he gave himself a timeline. He came up with a plan. He saw the world as full of opportunities, not a scary place. It was great. It was great. It is. I like that bit. And we were just talking as we said goodbye at the end after recording that he was saying about networking. And he said, you know, I hate that word networking. And it was Mm. interesting because I met him through a very old and good friend of mine, Anne Elliott. And she is an absolute networker extraordinaire. But it was interesting, the thing she has struggled with, and we need to get her on, actually, it's a really interesting story. The thing she struggled with since leaving was she has become a non-exec of lots of really interesting hospitality organisations. And she said, the thing that I missed was connecting people. And I think if you look at it, if you look at networking as being about helping others or connecting people, it's then not this tacky thing. I think the problem with that word networking is people imagine turning up at some hideous local chamber of commerce. Chambers are great, but, you know, some event with a rather unpleasant glass of warm white wine in your hand and then having to go and say, hello, I'm Trevor and whatever. And what do you do and what do I do? And it's just hideous. And if you instead of it look at thinking about who's out there in the world, who do I know? How can I help them? Just go and have a coffee. I mean, so many people say they have coffees with purpose and without purpose. You know, both of them are good. But the thing that we encourage others to do is then to listen and ask them, you know, what are you up to? Where are your challenges at the moment? And think, can I can I help people? And mm. I think that bit is, well, just look at what he did. The other bit that I love, though, is also this whole thing. I just love what's happened with social media. And I know so many people hate it because they only see the grotty side of it. But the really good thing is about it costs you nothing to go and film something on your camera. And it doesn't even have to be, you know, studio amazing quality. And he just said, I went around an exhibition and filmed all the latest innovations. And I'm going to share that. You know, that is brilliant. And it puts you on a map. And then people want to follow you because you're out there and you've got the time to do this now. And you've got the experience to look at and think about, do I think that's good or not or why? And you may or may not be right, but it's really good having extra views. He 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 also filled all everything he said with this positive attitude. Mm. It was extraordinary, in, including making what he used to do powerful. <laughs> so he said, yes, no, "I used to think I used to think saying I'm a former something or other yeah. was a weakness, but actually, he said he thought it was more powerful because people then focus more on well, what what's your experience? What do you know?" not your status. Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting 
sort of challenge to what yeah. what we say. I think we we might need to change what we say. Well, we might need to counterbalance it with the, the yes, other, no, no, the other view. I think right, but um, but I just thought hmm. you know he's obviously incredibly happy. He's managed to create a life where he can do the things that he really enjoys doing and has got rid of all the things that he really hated about corporate life you know why wouldn't he be happy yeah. I mean, it's fantastic and you know what we say to people is go and do things and help people for free yeah. and can't make a promise but very often money follows yeah and it's never going to be well I say never it's unlikely to be your old day rates or whatever that it was but at this stage of life people are looking to earn what I've seen is people want they have the beginnings of using their pension and all the rest of it but what they want is to go and do fun things treats and holidays and things without feeling like they're using their core money as it were and he's clearly being paid for what he's doing and having fun at the same time and that's the sort of classic of you know the classic is go and do the podcast get yourself out there and then someone says could you come and coach our managers I mean that's an absolutely perfect classic story of what leads one thing leads to another yeah oh absolutely absolutely well if you have enjoyed this and been inspired as we have been by Elton and indeed all the others do sign up subscribe to our podcast and listen to some of the others, well, all the others, because everybody's got a really interesting story. So just go and listen and share it with your friends and others, because I think that they are just what people need at this stage of life. Yes. And please do join us uh, next time. Um, I, I, I'm not sure who's coming up, but I'm sure whoever it is will be just as interesting. <laughs> um, and you can find all of the episodes on our website, which is next-up.com. Don't forget the hyphen. And we look forward to seeing you next time.